2: Fox News Radio Studios in New York City. Fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Thanks so much Kilmeade. for being here,
3: everybody. It's
0: the Brian Kilmeade Show, one we are going to be joined by Chris Swecker in a matter of moments. He's the... Served 24 years in the FBI before retiring as assistant director of the FBI's Criminal Investigative Division. Man, do we need him now. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West at the bottom of the hour. Uh, We know the president of the United States wants a national address on Thursday. Does he want network time to go into an independent hall and talk about freedom? He's going to bring up anti-fascist MAGA Republicans. You cannot give the president network time for a partisan speech. And for a non, there's no news in the speech. They never would take Trump. They never would take President Obama tours the last few years. Because when they realize this is network time and you just can't make political ground on network time. You got to pay for it. So uh, we'll discuss that. So let's get to the big three.
2: Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three.
4: Number three. It takes exceptional circumstances to appoint a special master in a case like this. The fact that the district judge here is considering it shows, I think, that this court believes it might have been too
0: loose or lax in allowing the search warrant to go out. Absolutely. Mar-a-Lago raid rationalization weakens as the FBI has earned zero trust as their actions after, raid, uh, after this raid go under the microscope and no one likes what they see.
5: Number two.
6: How come migrants are allowed to come into this country unvaccinated but world-class tennis players are not?
7: Are you you're talking about which world-class tennis player? Novak Djokovic. So they're two different things.
0: Do you believe she said that? What, what world-class tennis player? Come on. Come on, come one, come all to America. I mean, the southern border, illegally, of course, but it's just too risky to let the world's best tennis player in. Novak Djokovic, you are unvaxxed, and we can't risk you sickening Americans. It's the height of idiocy, and best defined as Biden logic.
5: Number one. He is just one of a cabal of FBI officers who have been playing these games since the very beginning of Donald Trump's entry into politics.
0: Miranda Devine's been all over it. Remember, Laptop from Hell, she wrote it and covered it. He is just one of the cabal of FBI officers, she says. Uh, many of them sent at the Washington field office, who have been playing these games since the beginning of Donald Trump's entry into politics, maybe before. I'm talking about Crossfire Hurricane. Uh, we'll talk about all that. Another black eye for the FBI, as Tim Tebow is shown the door and the damage and disgrace uh, continues, Peter Struck, Lisa Page, uh, uh, Andy McCabe. Uh, you have uh, Klein Smith, uh, who was actually doctoring Pfizer reports. Let alone Jim Baker, and who knows how many others. While well, the rest do an incredible job and are forced to be put in that basket. Chris Wecker joins us now. Chris, welcome. What's your reaction to Tim Tebow being shown the door and walked out last week?
8: Good morning, Brian. You know, I'm sad. Uh, I and many of my former colleagues who served in the bureau and gave, you know, a good part of our lives to to the organization and love it, are are just astonished at what's going on inside the bureau right now. And you know, what I'm hearing is that there there are quite a few Comey leftovers, if you will people who were sort of indoctrinated and, and came up to the ranks under Comey, who have that political ideology, they, they're, they're more ideologues, and, ideologues than they are investigators. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad it happened. Uh, I think to correct the record, I think he actually retired. You can retire after 20 years, but I, it's let's call it a strategic retirement. I think he was probably given that an option of retiring or facing some discipline, so he chose to retire. But, uh, Brian, it's just sad. It's sad to watch this happen to, to, to such a great organization.
0: I guess sad or angry, and to tell you the truth, uh, I am furious because for the longest time, if you brought that up, uh, you know, how dare you identify, I am the most pro-law enforcement person on the planet, but if you look at Avaldi, you can't say, well, that went well, and if you look at those men men I mentioned in Lisa Page, you can't say, that was right, and with Tim Tebow, I'm looking at this guy, 25 years, been on leave for a month after top Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee, from Ron Johnson to Chuck Grassley, raised questions because whistleblowers started coming forward. FBI whistleblowers, so fellow, your colleagues, or former yeah. colleagues, came forward and said, I don't like what's going on, so to your credit. But Chris Ray evidently was clueless until this was brought up by Grassley and... Ron Johnson and others, and Jim Jordan and others, because the whistleblowers were coming to house people they could count on to come forward. So he was allegedly forced out after accused of political bias. Now, why would he have that? I don't know. He's retweeting the Lincoln Project, the most anti-Lincoln Project, the most anti-Trump group out there today. He allegedly tweeted out that he wanted to give Kentucky back to the Russian Federation. And he went out of his way to make sure the Hunter Biden investigation did not move forward and was successful until a month before the election. I did not think, this is how naive I am, it was possible for an FBI agent or agents to stop stories like that in a mass media market like we're in. But it actually happened, Chris.
8: Yeah, that's an extraordinary number of whistleblowers. In the bureau that I served in, you might have seen a handful over my 20 years. Now, over 14 going to one congressman. That tells you that something is, something is happening inside the bureau, and, and I talk to people inside and outside the bureau, people who have served, you know, and are serving, and they don't understand what's going on and they don't like what's going on inside the bureaus, particularly as uh, was mentioned at the Washington field office, but also in certain leadership positions on the seventh floor at FBI headquarters, where you know you've got ideology the practice of ideology has become okay nobody's t- you know we, what we need is a, a strong strong leader at the top that's that's willing to go through the ranks and sort of reinstate this you know the fbi with the blinders on kind of approach to every case and to hands off political cases you know you we, we, you mentioned earlier about uh the, the special master and, and the evidence and that sort of thing that, that the judge is entertaining the motion. Yeah. Well, I was involved in cases like that, and that's that's strictly out of fairness, and it was sort of—I won't say it was routine, but it happened. We Whenever we had a, a, uh investigation of a congressman like we did with Jefferson or Duke Cunningham, if we did a search warrant, which we did, we had to put the, that search warrant take in the hands of third parties. So there was no question about whether you know the Fox was watching the, 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 the hen house.
0: Chris, there's a filter team who went through Marilago. Nine hours. They already picked out two passports the president said, I lost my passports. They go, You lied. Well, that means you're banned from leaving the country. And they go, no, sorry, we picked him up by mistake. And then they say, hey, guys, the filter team picked up. You know, there's some attorney-client privilege stuff. You want it back? Really? You took it. You read it. Now you want it back? The filter team are FBI guys, Department of Justice people, right? So if you're worried about the Department of Justice targeting Chris Wecker or Brian Kilmeade, uh, that doesn't make you feel good that you're, you're screening each other. So you understand the special master might be necessary and who knows? And you just wonder, was it really necessary to raid Mar a Lago? And then you go, Well, there's a sense amongst Republicans and Trump uh, Trump supporters and Trump himself that the FBI is targeting. Well, guess what? There's Crossfire Hurricane, there's Peter Strzok's text messages, and there's a plan in place, and Andy McCabe's got this special plan in place, and Lisa Page, and there's thousands of text messages that have miraculously disappeared. And guess what, Chris? It's not your doing, but he gets a network contract on CNN to provide expertise through this. He's the last person. I'd rather have a guy that watches criminal shows than have a corrupt FBI agent offering me insight. But here's what Chuck Grassley pointed out that caught our attention August 19th. Cut one.
3: We got dozens and dozens of FBI agents operating in Iowa, Nebraska, out of the Omaha office. Uh, We aren't questioning their doing their work. Or questioning if they have political bias, we're talking about the upper echelons of the FBI. Uh, wh- whether it's uh, Peter Strzok, uh, whether it's uh, you—you know—you can name dozens of people.
0: And he went on, and here's what he asked on August 19th about Tebow, now resigned. Cut to.
3: Let me give you the most recent example. I talked about uh, and released uh, information of the political bias of a guy named Tebow, special agent in charge of starting investigations or closing investigations, but not doing the investigation. On fuzzy newspaper reports, uh, he started an investigation on Trump, on uh, evidence of of criminality in Hunter Biden. He stopped that investigation. If you go back and look at Tubo's um, uh, social media, you know he's a highly partisan guy. Hmm.
0: So he kills the Hunter Biden investigation until the New York Post publishes the story and the laptop got out because the crackhead dropped his laptop off at the repair shop uh, and showed his hooker addiction as well as his drug addiction and all his international business deals. I think it's important to point out, Chris, and I don't think I need to do it to you, but to the audience. I don't care that he's addicted to hookers or crackers or what his relationship is. I just care about is the president of the United States in bed on international business deals that might compromise him when it comes to China, Ukraine, Romania, or anybody else. That's what makes this relevant to the election prior to the election. And this guy is stopping this from coming forward. Did you? If I told you this was happening if this was possible, if I told you this two years ago, if this was possible, what would you have told me?
8: Well, pre-Comey, I would say not possible. I mean, I served in a very different bureau. It changed dramatically under Comey. And, and, and this is, isn't just me, Brian. This is my former colleagues. This is many people inside the bureau. I'm hearing from a lot of people. But the Bureau that we served in, we, we wouldn't have used opposition research to support a FISA or the predication to initiate a case on a, on a president or a presidential campaign. We wouldn't have used newspaper articles to buttress a search warrant. We actually went out and did gumshoe investigation and, and investigated and not, not used third party, you know, outsourced it to third parties. That's, that's just one small thing. I mean, there's, there's the big thing is, as you mentioned, is the leadership. The leadership needs to take the reins and push back at the Justice Department when, when it's justified, and instill in the ranks that there there will be no politics in the Bureau. We're not going to open political cases. We're not going to submit to political pressure. You know, we're going to—I'll go back to what I said originally. It was a very different FBI before Comey.
0: But Comey came out and said, look, I got this uh, Hillary Clinton stuff, and I got her emails. It was highly irresponsible, but— Not prosecutable, if I was just to summarize. But at least he came forward and said, I did it, even though she got to interview Saturday with her attorneys there as witnesses and supporters, and it wasn't him that did the interviews, and we still don't have a transcript of it. Having said all that, I mean, and then he came out and said, after the Anthony Weiner laptop revealed more emails he never saw before, goes, listen, I got to open up an investigation, and people say he was manipulating. at least he was saying about a Democrat. But to allow the Russian investigation to take root— And blow through two and a half years of any administration, Chris, have you thought about, and I know you have, the international ramifications of making up another country, doing what they're allegedly doing with a president of the United States, which they weren't doing? Russia did affect the election, but didn't affect the results. They tried, but they always try, according to smart guys like you. But we pretended through a mock investigation that Vladimir Putin for two and a half years was colluding with President Trump and that jeopardizes our foreign policy that's that's our national
8: security yeah. Yeah, this is third world you know I, I never thought the fbi would be used as a political tool and they would weaponize or would be able to weaponize, and I'm talking about the Justice Department and the administration, weaponize the criminal justice system. You know, I, Brian, you compare the, and, and it's, it, you just can't get around it. You compare the the genteel way that Hillary Clinton and in that investigation was handled. No search warrants. Mother, may I have some? Have your emails? Um, letting lawyers sit in on on interviews who are also part of the investigation. I mean, I could I could cite you chapter and verse because I've read and reread the IG report on that, and it it's astonishing. We—you know, many Michael like me Horowitz. and my former colleagues, we wanted more aggressive investigation in that investigation. But then you you look at anything Trump—and I'm not a Trump acolyte—but you look at anything Trump or anything slightly to the right of the political spectrum, and it gets pursued with zeal, with proactive investigative techniques, with the most sensitive and powerful tools the FBI has, and it just you can't get around it.
0: So, Chris, uh, this is what I'm thinking. So knowing all this is going around and having read the Mueller report thoroughly, the IG report completely, and then knowing that Christopher Wray is sitting there telling everyone, yeah, I'm worried about the whistleblowers. If I got a report into me that said um, I got a call from Merrick Garland and I'm Chris Ray," I go, hey, Chris, I need your guys to go into Mar-a-Lago and raid. He's got some archives there and we've been negotiating. It's not going well. If I'm Chris Ray, I go, are you kidding me? I've been spending the last three years trying to tell everyone we're staying out of politics. If I go into a former president's house, do you realize what they're going to say regardless of the reason? Do you think there was a conversation
8: like that? I don't think so, unfortunately. I'm, I saw instances—I served under Robert Mueller, and, and people can say what they want about Robert Mueller. He he was a man of integrity. He got co-opted at the very end of his career by uh, Wiseman, but he pushed back at the Justice Department many times. Uh, Louis Free was was a pillar of integrity. He pushed back. I saw it with Janet Reno. And I, I think this is a circumstance where, where Chris could have said, look, we're not going to be used in that fashion. You know, we, it's so similar to the Hillary Clinton investigation. It's about documents. It's a dispute about documents. We're not going to open up a criminal investigation on that and spin our wheels because this case is not going to get prosecuted. We know We know that. I mean, Trump's lawyers will will rip them apart if they ever got to a pretrial stage or, a, or actually a trial stage. But that—that that is the time to push back. The director has a ten-year term to take him out of politics. Exactly. And frankly, a director ought to be able to say, "Look, I don't need this job. I, you know, I'm willing to step down from this Absolutely. job and pro, to protest. I'm not. You're not going to get me to do something that I don't think is right. I don't think is good for the FBI. The optics are terrible. Yeah. You know, if there's a technical violation, you guys solve it civilly.
0: Right. And guess what, Chris? If he does that. Merrick Garland backs off, and says, "I, I right, can't have this." I
8: don't this. think
0: he has yeah. the it. Chris Wecker, uh, tremendously insightful. Appreciate your candor. Thank you. Thank you. We come back. I'll take your calls. I see you up there 7669 four zero eight seven six six nine. I'm fired up about this. I never thought it would come to to this, but it has.
2: He's so busy, he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade
7: basically what they're saying is they're not going after, you never hear of the Democrat groups leaked. You haven't heard of the ACLU leaked or Planned Parenthood, but you hear from Stand for America being leaked. And the reason is anytime there's a conservative group that hits a nerve right. with the liberal side of things, they go after them. And we're, we're saying no more. Conservatives have complained and whined for too long. I have said on your radio show multiple times, Republicans are too nice. No more.
0: And so, uh, what they did to Nikki Haley is they took her pact, which was fighting about uh, illegal immigration and fighting on on these woke schools and teaching gender studies to second graders. And they decided to publish, get a hold of the Politico said they got a hold of, or the AG released all the donors to this pact that she put together and released all their names. They didn't want their names out. They didn't want their organizations out there. They believed in it, but it's a nonprofit. I'll think I'll give some money. All the names get released. So she said, that's it. It's Letitia James. She clearly is political biased. You know how she's targeting Trump. And she came out and said, no, I'm suing you. I'm suing you for leaking our names. And now with Discovery, we'll find out who did it and who at the IRS gave it up. Can't wait for $87 billion to go to that organization. We're all doomed. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West next.
2: information you want truth you demand this is the Brian Kilmeade show
6: how come migrants are allowed to come into this country unvaccinated but world-class tennis players are not
7: are you, you're talking about which world-class tennis player Novak Djokovic so there are two different things they are it's, two different things but
6: so are how is it two different things somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane you say that's not okay somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated, they're allowed to stay.
7: But, Why? But that's not how it works. Yeah, like, we actually, no, no. I know
6: that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what what is happening. But
7: that's not, it's not like somebody walks over and. <laughs> yes, it is. It's exactly it.
0: I'll get to your calls shortly, but we're privileged to have with us Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. Colonel, I, I understand, what, what does she do during the day before these press conferences? Does she even talk to anybody? Does she read a paper?
9: No, I don't think so. It's good to be with you, Brian. I don't know if she's sucking on helium or what, but the fact that she could not understand the incredible hypocrisy of what, uh, you know, Peter Ducey was presenting to her is unconscionable because, yes, what you see happening are people that are walking across the border. They are not vaccinated. And guess what? They get to stay in the United States of America. As a matter of fact, you know, you have people that have walked across the border. We have put them on buses. Now they're showing up in New York. They're getting to stay in New York city, but yet we have a world-class tennis star that's not allowed to fly into New York city. So I think Peter should have taken it to that level as well.
0: Yeah. What about the U S what about U S tennis? Uh, what about the WTA? What about everybody guys? Uh, <laughs> This is ridiculous. We're over this. Half to 90 percent of people in the audience probably aren't vaccinated. We're not checking school kids. We're certainly not checking Yankee Stadium people. Well, you came from another country. Yeah, he's Novak Djokovic. You should change the rule. Open up the borders. Are you nuts at the same time between two and four million people have come here illegally? And she is not clear on that. Listen to how she described what was happening with Governor Abbott. Bussing illegals voluntarily to New York, cut seven back on August 5th.
7: You know it's the latest stunt from the governor, another stunt of, of busing de- uh, busing uh, desperate migrants across across the country uh, and uh, he's using them as a political uh, uh, you know as a political ploy. I mean this is what he's been doing and it's shameful. yeah,
0: it, it's a ploy, right?
9: Well, it should have been shameful when Joe Biden was doing it, when he was putting people on buses and planes, and they're flying into Westchester County, New York. They're flying into Florida. They're flying into Tennessee in the middle of the night. At least uh, this is not happening in the in the middle of the night. But bottom line, the two wrongs don't make a right. But again, it's just the incredible duplicitous hypocrisy that we see, and you just have to ask yourself, who is you know preparing this press secretary? If she cannot understand the foolishness of telling a world-class tennis player, you cannot come into the United States of America because you haven't been vaccinated. But yet we have Mm. buses of people that haven't been vaccinated showing up in Washington, D.C., where she is, showing up in New York City. Uh, This doesn't make any sense. Furthermore, the Biden administration has gotten rid of Title 42. So basically they have said there's no COVID emergency anymore.
0: I want you to pivot, if you can, to the FBI bias. When I talk about Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, uh, Klein-Smith, Baker, uh, Andy McCabe, I'm talking about a new one, and there's more to come. And he is uh, Tim Tebow. He has been told he was retiring, basically could be fired or retired. Why he can keep his pension is beyond me. But it was walked out last week because of his role suppressing information prior to the 2020 election and showing blatant political bias. Here's John Solomon on Just the News. Cut for
10: The Washington field office, the FBI in general, politicizing cases that shouldn't have politics involved. Specifically, the Washington field office, which led the raid on Mar-a-Lago, there are claims that in 2020, during the middle of the presidential election, that office did two things. One, it opened up an investigation of President Trump and his campaign based on information from. Democrats, liberal sources, oh, that sounds familiar, right? The 2016 Russia collusion hoax started with the Democrats and Hillary Clinton. They opened up another one that didn't meet the standard for predicating an investigation, meaning it was an unlawful or unwarranted investigation. That's the first thing whistleblowers say. The second thing is they came in with a memo trying to pretend that information on the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation and there should not be any investigation of Hunter Biden's laptop. Both of those things occurred in the Washington field office in the midst of the 2020 election, according to multiple whistleblowers.
0: So do you believe this? There will not be investigation into the laptop, and it was quiet until the New York Post published it. Then they decided to suspend accounts that did it, including the New York Post account, and they were effective in doing so. Then somehow they got 51 intelligence experts to sign off and say, classic Russian disinformation. Now that we have a name to this, a whistleblower accusation basically confirmed and now, what do you think, Colonel?
9: Well, it's very disconcerting because if this is the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the, the arm of the attorney general of the United States of America, the top law enforcement agency in the country— and we cannot trust them. Uh, We have seen this type of infiltration of politicization. And then, of course, it could be the weaponization of them against the American people. Look at what just happened in that Gretchen Whitmer uh, kidnapping case, where we come to find out that case was thrown out on a mistrial because the FBI planted evidence, and the exact same person that was in charge of that kidnapping case investigation was the one that became in charge of the uh, Mar-a-Lago raid. So, all of these things are coming together, and the people on the ground here, I will tell you, they are not very trusting of the Federal Bureau Bureau of Investigation right now. And so, something has to be done, and won't be done under this Biden administration. But eventually, there's going to have to be some house cleaning from the top through all of those major uh, political appointed positions in the Federal Bureau of Investigations.
0: He tried to put the case together and order the investigation closed without providing a valid reason and tried to mark it in a way that the case could not be reopened in the future. Well, months later, the Washington Post New York Times probably disingenuously said, we looked at it, it's it. Uh, this is legitimate. That is a laptop, and we should have published it. And then here's Mark Zuckerberg, who I think strategically said this to Joe Rogan. Cut five. Mm-hmm.
11: Basically, the background here is the FBI. I think basically came to us. Uh, some some folks on our team. and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, w- we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that, so just be vigilant. I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being, um, being determined whether it was false. Um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it.
12: Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story?
11: No, I I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was it basically fit the pattern.
0: Grassley and Johnson want to know who the agents were. They called who at Facebook they talked to. And he, according to Miranda Devine, she heard that soundbite and said, Brian, don't buy it. They suppressed it, made it almost impossible to download. And because they were first, it allowed Twitter and others to totally kill the story. So he oh, some FBI agents came to me and then this popped up. It's just a coincidence. So I looked out for it. Now we know it's about to come. We know they probably said it specifically. It was probably a higher up. And Zuckerberg was pouring money in the get out the vote campaign. Yeah. Zuckerberg's all for Democratic causes, infinitesimal amount for Republican causes. He already has had his hand on the scale.
9: No, you're absolutely right. And he is just as culpable and guilty as anyone else. I think this is his effort to do a little CYA. And you talk about the Zuckerbergs. We saw millions of it pour into Houston, Harris County here in Texas. And Harris County is the largest county here in the state of Texas, because uh, he felt that that was a good place to influence the election. He's still been doing some operations down in the, uh, the border area, uh, Laredo, Webb County as well. So th- this is a web that is finally starting to come together. But I just want to remind people of something that a former colleague of yours there at Fox News, Greta von Sessler, once said. She said that Washington, D.C. is the city of no consequences. And the thing is that we continue to learn all of these things, but no one is held accountable. No one is held responsible. There are no consequences for these people. Going all the way back to the IRS and what they did to the Tea Party movement, Lois Lerner still sitting somewhere getting a six-figure taxpayer-funded retirement. So at some point in time, the American people are looking for someone to be held accountable for these things instead of everyone coming apart coming together and saying, "Oh yeah, we know this, this has been proven this is accurate, but no one is doing a perp walk instead, we see the FBI going down and raiding the the home private residence of a former president he got
0: to retire the investigative yeah. pre, the premier investigative unit had all this going on underneath management, and they did not know it. They needed whistleblowers to go to Congress, which means they didn't feel comfortable going to their higher-ups, which I think also tells you a story. Lastly, Mar-a-Lago, the raid. I'm reading the Washington Post account yesterday, kind of interesting. They said the National Archives was sparring with the president because of the way he was handling documents while he was in office. When these documents were taken, they realized that they say, "Listen, we need to see the documents." They gave them fifteen boxes back in those boxes. They did not like the way it was collated they didn 't like the way newspaper call, uh, the clippings were in with that they thought were secret and, and important confidential uh, folders or out of folder, whatever they, uh, the terminology wanted to use. So they contacted the Department of Justice who tells the, who tells the FBI go in there really it 's like the librarian." Mm-hmm. Calling up the cops to arrest somebody who was reading in the young adult section instead of the adult section or vice versa. So this is a, even the Washington Post wrote in a extraordinary move, the Department of Justice is contacted. He thinks about it for weeks. And then he goes, let me just go raid this place. couple of things. It has really benefited Democrats because we got our mind and focus off inflation, off oil and gas prices, home heating oil and fuel. And we got it off his horrible green energy package which he told us was inflation reduction package and it and you got to talk about Donald Trump the polarizing figure again or you have somebody who was just clueless that there would actually be support for Trump if you actually ransacked his house what do you think which one
9: well i think without a doubt it's the latter and this is backfiring upon them and on top of that now the american people don't trust The Department of Justice, they don't trust the Federal Bureau of Investigation on top of the fact that they still are suffering on the record uh, high inflation, gas prices and things, uh, commodity prices in the grocery store and things along that nature. They see a border that is wide open and uh, they have big concerns about all of these things. And on top of that, they're having to deal with maybe 87,000 new IRS agents. So, This was a horrible calculation by the progressive socialist left, the Democrat Party, to do this. And if you tell me that Joe Biden didn't know about it, I would say that can't be true. And if he truly didn't know about it, then you have rogue uh, actors there in the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which is even more disconcerting. So all of this is going to not play well for the Democrats. I know that Joe Biden is going to come out and start, uh, you know, talking about, you know, our principles and our values. But when you, as the president of the United States of America, stand up and call people that did not vote for you or don't support your policies semi-fascist, the only people that are fascists in the United States of America are people like Zuckerberg and others who are pressing the freedom of speech, the uh, freedom of expression of the American citizens. And so it's the left that would be in the fascists.
0: All right. Uh, Colonel Alvin, uh, Colonel Alvin, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. Uh, he's with the American Constitutional Rights Union, executive director, former congressman from Florida uh, and author of Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, Victory or Death. And we can overcome an American black conservative manifesto. Thanks, Colonel.
9: Always a pleasure. You take care, Brian.
0: You got it. 1-866-408-766-TIM. i am going to finish this hour with your calls. I'm sure you have a lot to say. Uh, You're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show.
2: Coming to you on a need-to-know basis, because, man, do you need to know. It's Brian Kilmeade. From his mouth to your ears, ears, it's Brian Kilmeade.
13: Democrats got to be thinking, how do we go from
2: Obama to this?
12: Yeah. Well, even Obama said it. Like, Obama was famously quoted as saying, you know, Joe has an amazing capacity to <laughs> things up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was a dumb guy when he was okay. I mean, he was, he's never a bright guy. I mean, he's very well known as a liar. Like there's there's all these videos of him lying about his education record, lying about so many different accomplishments that he's achieved in his life. He was always a b- artist, and not just a b- artist, but like a liar, like a flat out liar. I graduated at the top of my class. No, no he didn't. And Joe Rogan laying it out in the
0: line. He's known for being nonpartisan, but he's saying what most people are saying. Even Bill Maher's indicating. Jeff, you're listening on WDBO. You're very patient in Orlando. Thank you, Jeff.
14: Hey, good morning. Great show on Fox this morning. Enjoyed that. Hey, listen, on this student loan business, you know, the problem with the student loans is people make below the minimum payment, or the minimum payment doesn't even cover the interest on the loan. Right. So that compounds and gets way out of whack, and people get in trouble. Instead of just handing or giving out $10,000... Take the loans down to zero, okay? $87 a month, 10 years on 10 grand. You can't afford that, and at least we're going to recoup our 10 grand.
0: Well, you just said, what, what do you do? You have a student loan, or did you?
14: No, I never did. I, All right, did, did you know I they're between 5 and 10%? Yes, I knew. I was going to tell you that. The average rate on a student loan is around seven and a half to 8%. The average debt or balance is about 40 grand. But you take the 10 grand, they still gotta pay the 30 or whatever they got left. So take them down to zero and let's get our 10 grand instead of, it's gonna cost somewhere between um, 300 billion and the Wharton uh, School yesterday, I believe came out and said maybe up to a trillion.
0: Yeah, I listen. I hear you. I, it, or they could have just, uh, as Senator Rubio brought up, he said, listen, let's cut their interest rate. There's Some of these loans are predatory loans. Oh, my kid has got to go fine. to the school they, was, they got into. They got to go to Stanford. And it's going to be, you know, it's Michigan is going to be $77,000. But my kid deserves the best. Give me that st- parent loan. Give me that student loan. Give me have another. Let me have four years worth. And you know what? They're going to need books. They probably want to stay off campus. Let me get another. And then you look around and go, wait a second. I don't even I don't know what the kid's going to do through his 20s, but it's, not going, to be, it's going to be a long time since they're, they're going to be comfortable yeah. with this payment. And so you can you understand, understand that you could actually freeze it. You freeze it for a year for these people, for two years for these people. You've already helped them out. And when people equate it to the PPP loan, what an insult. One, you tell me to go home and don't open up my restaurant. And then you say, okay, here's some money to pay your people. And – I still can't pay my rent. A lot of these people were suspended. They didn't have to pay their rent. Okay. But when they were told to pay their rent, they had back rent to make up for it. Unless you had a landlord that was very forgiving. And to, to, his, to his or her, uh, the reality check, they have payments to make to banks. So a lot of these people get slapped in the face. But for student loan players, they didn't do anything for two years. Nothing at all, Jeff. So thanks for the call. So now they get forgiven for 10000 I think it's really blown up in his face. Uh, because so many people are against it. I mean, there's like a dozen Democratic lawmakers are against it. So many people out in the street go, really? I just paid off my loan. Uh, you can't afford $110 because I make $135,000. I'm not eligible to get my loan repaid back. How How is that right? Since I didn't get a Pell Grant, I can't get 20000 back. And I'm 17. I just applied to go to a college. I can't really afford it. I got to take out a loan. But don't worry. I don't have to pay it back. Oh, really? You got to change the rules again? The pandemic does not apply to student loans. Forget it. You've had your break, two-year break. That's it. What you should do is start highlighting the predatory nature of it and then ask for a decrease in these interest payments. That I'm all behind. Return them back to private. Hey, go to briankilme.com. Find out how to find me in Albany, New York.
2: From the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, giving you opinions and facts with a positive approach. It's Brian Kilmeade.
0: Thanks so much for being here, everybody. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. Coming to from 48th and 6th in Midtown Manhattan. Heard around the country, heard around the world. Rick Perry, served as the 14th United States Secretary of Energy. He'll be with us and extremely valuable as information, as well as the chaos in Texas. Senator Marshall Blackburn, right after that, we'll do a simulcast on TV with Varney and company. And I'm hosting for Jesse tonight, so you can see me again at 7. I'll be on the 5. Uh, that'll be on the 5 uh, Wednesday, Thursday as we get closer and closer to Labor Day. So before we go any further, and we have a lot of uh, news to cover that of, of great substance, let's get to the Big Three.
2: Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. It takes exceptional circumstances to appoint a special master in a case like this. The fact that the district judge here is considering
13: it shows, I think, that this court believes it might have been too loose or lax in allowing the search warrant to go out.
0: Yeah, uh, quite possibly. Uh, That is John Yu of the Bush administration, now a teacher at Berkeley. Mar-a-Lago raid rationalizations weaken as the FBI has earned zero trust as their actions after the raid go under the microscope. And no one likes what they see.
6: Number two. How come migrants are allowed to come into this country unvaccinated, but world-class tennis players are not?
7: Are you talking about which world-class tennis player? Novak
6: Djokovic.
7: So they're two different things.
0: Really? Come on. Come all, come one, come all to America. I mean, from the southern border, you can get here illegally, of course, but too risky to bring the world's best tennis player in, Novak Djokovic. You are unvaccinated. You can't endanger all of America. It's the height of idiocy and the best to best find is Biden logic.
7: Number
5: one. He is just one of a cabal of FBI officers who have been playing these games since the very beginning of Donald Trump's entry into politics.
0: He is just one of the cabal of FBI officers, many of them centered at the Washington field office, who have been playing these games since the very beginning of Donald Trump's entry into politics. And maybe even before that, Crossfire Hurricane, remember that? The collusion hoax, remember that? Another FBI black eye as Tim Tebow, a 25-year veteran, has shown the door. And the damage and disgrace starts, but it may not end with the Hunter Biden laptop. So I got to get the take of Rick Perry. So Rick, you probably would have been with the administration again if you wanted. I know the president really liked you a lot if you guys had won. If it had been exposed that the president was in bed on these international business deals with his crackhead son. Uh, with China and elsewhere, and lied about it. I think that they say one of every six voters would have changed their vote. Now that we know that this was suppressed by the FBI themselves, deliberately and directly, what is your reaction?
15: Well, as a former Chief Executive of the State of Texas, uh, if you had that type of activity, it needed the Texas Department of Public Safety or one of our other law enforcement groups. I mean, you'd be outraged; it would have been investigated. And um, you know, th- that's the real concern here, Brian, is that you have Congress who should be really focused on this. Yet the Democrats in the House of Representatives and obviously the Democrats in the Senate are more interested in protecting this president because they see him as a shield for them uh, when in effect he's just a shield uh, for potentially some foreign interest. I I mean, that's my great concern here is that you've uh, you've got a son of the president with immediate access to the president, travels with him, talks to him, I bet is on a regular basis. And the idea that they're not putting this country at jeopardy with some of their relationships uh, is uh, Americans know what they see; they know what uh, they expect is proper uh, conduct, and I think they're I think they're really offended. And this election cycle, Brian, I think we're going to see a, a real uh, response to to that uh, a, a presidency that is out of control, whether it's coming from uh, the aspect of uh, national security or whether it's something that's even more close to home. People's bottom line inflation, the cost of everything from gasoline to food. I mean, they just they've really had it. And, and you see the spokesperson for the White House stand up and make these absolutely out of touch comments Clueless. when the American people are looking at it and going, no there is no difference between a major tennis player and someone coming across our border that we have no idea who it is uh, in in one sense yeah that's true um we're pretty sure that that uh, major tennis player is not a agent for a foreign country but we don't know that about people coming across our southern border
0: and it doesn't matter <laughs> it's, it's
15: craziness
0: governor so uh, if and mr secretary a couple of things First off, on what came to light yesterday, we have, uh, I guess, a dozen whistleblowers within the FBI go to Jim Jordan, Senator Ron Johnson, and Chuck Grassley and say, listen, there's FBI bias that they were out to get Trump during these years, and it happened again with the Hunter Biden laptop. And they were so specific, they asked Chris Ray in, a, uh, in testimony about this guy, Tim Tebow, cut to.
3: Let me give you the most recent example. I talked about uh, and released uh, information of the political bias of a guy named Tebow, special agent in charge of starting investigations or closing investigations, but not doing the investigation. On fuzzy newspaper reports, uh, he started an investigation on Trump, on uh, evidence of of criminality in Hunter Biden. He stopped that investigation. If you go back and look at Tubo's um, uh, social media, you know he's a highly partisan guy.
0: So he went ahead and he had this type of power after twenty five years. He looked into himself, provided a valid reason, and tried to uh, he tried to, he ordered the investigation of Hunter Biden closed. And without providing a valid reason, and tried to mark it in a way that the case could not be reopened in the future. But when the New York Post published the laptop story, he went around them. He got the social media companies to do what they did. We all know they suspended all the accounts. Even Kaylee McEnany had her account frozen – Fifty-one Intel executives said this is Russian disinformation. Now we know what was all real, all legitimate. Not one person made a call for anybody on those emails to say, "Is that you, Hunter? Is that you, Devin Archer? Is that you, D- Joe Biden?" So the FBI totally affected this election, direct, directly, and deliberately.
15: In in a cabal, if you will, uh, with the, the social media. Uh, leadership in this country. And, and, and that's the, the thing that Americans should, should really fear. Uh, I think all of us recognize, and I believe this, that the vast majority of the men and women who signed up to be in the law enforcement at the federal level, whether it's the uh, FBI, whether it's uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security, good, honorable, noble people that are patriots. But when you have a an Apple R2 that are rotten to the core, then it can affect the whole barrel, so to speak. And, and that's what we've got to get to the, uh, to the absolute uh, core of, so to speak, and that is uh, why it is so important in November that we elect uh, Republicans in the House and Republicans in the Senate that can focus investigations on these rotten apples, uh, ferret them out, Uh, expose them for what they they've done, because if if we don't, then we have the potential uh, to literally lose the foundation of which this country was was founded upon. You think about, uh, you know, the media is going to have to do a hard uh, internal look at did we participate uh, because we dislike Donald Trump so much? In a process that is going to be very corrosive to America and and the freedoms that we hold dear, the freedom of the press. It, there's not a free press, in my opinion, when they are uh, not being judges of what's going on, being uh, you know people who look at the facts and report the facts, but they pick and choose what they want to report. It is clear that certain aspects of the media did not report on this because they knew it would have a negative effect on the election. And, and that's just that is unconscionable. Uh, it's incredibly negative to Democrats.
0: So so some people are sobering this up. Governor, listen to Bill Maher. You know, the biggest critic of the Trump years and Bush years. Uh, we know the guy does. He's everything that conservatives don't want to be but he's actually been extremely fair for the last 18 months. Listen to what he said Friday.
3: It's a little bit of a thorny question, because once you go down this road, this is sort of where we are in this country, the other side is so evil, anything is justified in preventing them from taking office. Is it? No. You know what's not justified? Using armed violence to try to kill people in the Capitol. That's not justified. Answer this question. Well, it is was it question. appropriate? The question is: Was, was it appropriate to bury the Hunter Biden? You're talking about the press doing the, that. He's saying that's what they did, and that is what they did. They buried the Hunter Biden story before the election because they were like, "We can't risk having the election thrown to Trump." We'll tell them after the election. Well, and we know for a fact that that's what they did. Of course, you no, don't. But I'm mean, saying you, gotta, you know for a fact that that's what they did. Do. I don't know what they did. I know because you only watch MSNBC. No, that's <laughs> not true.
0: And Klobuchar said the same thing. We don't know for a fact. We do know for a fact. And then Zuckerberg came out and said it. I was told by the FBI to, you know, basically stop any of this Russian disinformation and the 51 intel chiefs that came out. How about this? Now it looks like Pfizer held back announcing that they had a vaccine before the election. They held that news till after the election. I mean, that clearly affects the election. Warp speed produces a vaccine in a year. That's a story, and that's the you're the part of the administration that made that happen. This is big stuff.
15: Yeah, well, Brian, nobody should be surprised that uh, a big corporate uh, pharma uh, does not manipulate the process. That's the reason they made literally billions of dollars. Uh, and, and and I will say both uh, political parties have not uh, done enough to stop that type of activity uh you know i I did not work at the f d a uh, but I would suggest that uh, uh, you need to have again Congress needs to really get focused on what their job is and and their job is not to spend more money and to come up with more um, you know processes to uh, govern the American people. It should be to protect the american people yeah you, know, you, you haven't even mentioned this uh, uh Bill that the president just signed into law, and the 87,000 IRS agents that are fixing to be loosed on in, the American it's public. It's and insane. It's insane. They, they ain't going after all the billionaires. They've already got people looking after the billionaires. These are coming after regular uh, Americans that are out there working hard. Uh, you you couple that with uh, this uh, college loan forgiveness program, and The American future doesn't look very bright with this administration, with what they're doing, the amount of money that they're spending, the debt that they're creating, and the police state that's being created by the IRS. I mean, it should just shock everyone to their absolute uh, inner core uh, that there's something wrong, there's something rotten, and it needs to be addressed.
0: Absolutely. So let me ask you something. We're about to – there's a war on – fossil fuels and in Europe they are deadly short of natural gas could we do more to help our allies
15: oh without a doubt and and we were doing it unfortunately uh, the biden administration did a 180 degree turn on the nord stream 2 pipeline we said early on that if the russians are allowed to use energy as a weapon they will and the Nord Stream 2 pipeline was one of the first things. Uh, they had already cut the fuel off to uh, Ukraine uh, some years before during the wintertime. My bet is they do the same thing uh, this coming winter. Uh, we've got a supply shortage over there. It can turn into a real wreck. You know, and an interesting thing, one of the people that you would think, gosh, um, Elon Musk probably has as much interest as going to electric vehicles as anybody in the world yet yesterday he basically said you get rid of fossil fuels and the economy of the world will crumble there is a wise man who understands that there's a balance yes we need to be doing things to address the uh, the environment out there and and the wealth that gets created by fossil fuels is one of the major avenues to do that brian Uh, use fossil fuels to build uh, economies, to uh, better the quality of life of billions of people around the world, and at the same time address the issues of climate, uh, et cetera. But this crazy idea, California, we're going to do away with uh, internal combustion engines by 2035. We're going to be at net zero by 2050. That is disaster. It is. And they need to have thoughtful people standing up and saying, hey, use your heads here, folks. Quit Rick- driving down this trail of wokeness that's going to destroy America.
0: No joke. Uh, Rick Perry, thanks so much.
15: Good to be with you, Brian. God bless you, brother.
0: Uh, back at you. one 408 I'll come back. I'll take your calls. Gave you a lot. Uh, then Senator Marsha Blackburn will bring us inside. Uh, Armed Services, uh, one year since Afghanistan, uh, Judiciary Committee, what they're going to be facing, and the chances of her being in the majority. You listen to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Don't move.
2: The fastest growing talk show in America. You're with Brian Kilmeade. A talk show that's real. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show.
1: We have this vacuum of a black hole of identity at the heart of our nation's soul. The things that used to fill that vacuum used to be things like faith and patriotism. Those are things I've talked about in the past. But hard work is one of those things, too, that gives us a sense of identity and purpose. And instead, we have vilified the idea of work. Instead, embracing this attitude of sloth and laziness. And I think it is the beginning of our national decline if we don't turn it around, beginning with our culture I think some of this comes from government, but the other half of it comes from our culture. It's going to take both prongs to turn this around.
0: Vivek Ramaswamy coming in and talking about his brand new book that talks about the American work ethic. Where has it gone? William, listen on WTRC in South Bend, Indiana. William.
13: Hey, Brian, thanks for taking my call. A couple of weeks ago, you and I spoke and and I was talking about how nobody's held accountable all the way from Hillary and Comey all the way down to Peter Strzok Strzok and Lisa um, Page and so forth. And then I watch you every morning. Um, I watch Fox every morning and You were talking about the same thing, but when I was talking about last week, you said, well, that's I understand the the cynicism, but they're going to be held accountable. Now it's the same thing. Now it gets into the FBI that this guy's admitting this. And I think that they had a host of people that wanted to jump up that were low in the ranks of the FBI. And they said, yeah, if I can rise in the ranks, I'll jump on board with Comey and do everything I can to make this guy look bad and do everything I can to discredit Trump. So – where are we going to go with this? Are these people are they going to be held accountable? In your opinion, do you think anybody's going to pay for what they've done? We, we got to be relentless. I done. think the Republicans got to be
0: held? the Republicans got to take at least one body, and they need the second too. Ron Johnson and Grassley are forward. Jim Jordan also an oversight. Uh, you know they are shooing. I think judging by anything sensational, to win, I think that there's a much better chance of winning the Senate than everybody else does. But then there is. We got a name already. This guy can't get his pension. The others got to be brought up forward, and I think these investigations will lead the way. I really do. I think the American people are fed up with it, and I think the raid is going to reveal even more corruption.
2: A radio show like no other. It's Brian Kilmeade.
16: A lot of the same people who are criticizing what. When- we rightly did in following through on a commitment that we made um, to forgive student loan debt uh, are the same people who voted for a tax cut for the richest Americans.
0: That's just not true. You're talking about what's the the Trump tax bill that was passed that reduced corporate tax rate 1% off the upper tax. Most was middle and working class. And that's been proven a flat out lie. So they keep grasping at straws for analogies one of which is the PPPs program. It's okay to bail out businesses, but not people. You, are you nuts? The pandemic stopped everybody from working to keep people employed that provide PPP loans to gyms and restaurants and dry cleaners. That's a lot different than telling someone, don't pay a loan for two years, and then we'll eat 20000 of it. Senator Marshall Blackburn knows that, a member of the Senate Judiciary and Armed Services Committee in Tennessee. Senator, your reaction to the analogy?
17: it is so inappropriate when you're talking about the PPP loans and you're talking about businesses that have to keep their doors open. A lot of these were deemed essential providers. It was the community grocery stores, the pharmacies, the uh, businesses, delivery systems that were in place because people were ordering online. And you had so many of those businesses that got those loans so that they could keep the doors open and keep supplying for the American people. I have in Tennessee a lot of people who are electricians and plumbers and farmers, and they exercised these loans so they did not have to lay people off. Of course.
0: It's totally different. So, the student loan thing, how's that resonating in Tennessee?
17: Oh, it is the number one issue people are calling our office about, Brian. They are very upset about this. They talk about it as a fairness or a lack of fairness issue. And they just can't believe it. I had a single mom, she and her daughter worked two jobs each in order to get her through school with no debt. So, she had contacted me, she was just furious. She said, well, are they going to give me an income tax credit? How are they going to be fair to me? How are they going to be fair to my daughter? And she was so upset about this because for five years, they hardly slept. They didn't do anything that was an activity. They didn't go anywhere. They didn't take a vacation. They didn't take, the daughter didn't take classes that were not necessary in order for her to graduate so she could become a teacher. And they're both just furious with this because they made a lot of sacrifice to get her through school.
0: Uh, so the president of the United States is going to have a national address on Thursday. I don't know how the networks carry it. It's going to be pure politics. Since when are they covering a political speech? He says it's going to be a national speech on union coming from Philadelphia, Independence Hall. But this is the tone he's been taking. Cut 24.
13: We're at a serious moment in our nation's history. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. They embrace, embrace political violence. They don't believe in democracy.
0: I mean, is that the speech? Is that the gist of the speech? How can any network carry that partisan uh,
1: uh, approach?
17: You know, there are platitudes and there are policies. And usually a prime time address to the nation is about a policy, uh something specific. You remember these from previous presidents when there was uh some occurrence or some policy with a tremendous amount of effect on the nation, and everyone needed to be informed at a given time. So that is usually what the address to the nation is. Now, to go out and speak in platitudes and to condemn um, members that disagree with you on On principles and policies, I've just never heard of this type thing. It is fully a campaign-style speech. And if they're going to give a campaign speech, then buy the time and give a campaign speech and let people know that the president is campaigning for the Democrats who are running. But do not use the power of the Oval Office to give a speech and say, if you believe with Donald Trump or if you believe in America first, then you're a really bad person and you're a danger to the nation. You're I, a I, fascist. This is, uh, yeah, the, this the, his rhetoric has just been... Something that you listen to and you go, my gosh, I can't believe I'm hearing this.
0: Um, I want you to hear what Stephen Miller said. Cut 29.
11: This
17: is the party that locked people in their
2: homes, in blue states and blue cities. They took away people's most essential freedoms. At this very moment in time, they're masking children in Democrat cities like Philadelphia, depriving them of an education. Mariel Bowser is depriving black students of the right to even attend school because they haven't received a vaccination. And of course, this is an administration that has launched a political raid of his chief political opponent's home to seize and steal his property and his documents. So what you are seeing is a classic technique of tyrants and authoritarians, where they use the methods of dictatorship while accusing their opponents of being fascist. This administration is authoritarian and repressive.
0: Yeah, and I just think there should be some blowback. Instead, nobody's pushing back on the fascists. And then we know the graffiti that was done at a RNC headquarters over in Florida with the fascist referenced right there. And MAGA Republicans, they keep testing that. Are you a MAGA Republican?
17: I am definitely a make America great again, America first conservative Republican. And I have always stood for a conservative approach, a constitutional approach. And Brian, I stand on those first principles that made this country great. I believe in the American dream. I believe in the ability of an individual to exercise their rights, their freedom of speech, their freedom of religion, their right to bear arms, their right to privacy. Their their right to defend themselves
0: yeah i would say security. so yeah so and we'll see yeah, we'll I, see we'll see where he goes from here. Are you are you under the belief that this the senate's still winnable uh and what yeah. where and what states worry you the most where you think the most work has to be done is it pennsylvania is it ohio is it georgia uh there's a lot of hope for republicans i understand in colorado now what what is your sense
17: i I think that these are all going to take um some work and some time on the ground uh but when you look at washington state when you uh Tiffany Smiley, who is there, Joe O'day, who is in Colorado, had a great conversation with him and his wife uh recently when I was out there. These are states where we have opportunities. Now, it is going to be up to us, the Republican Party, to say to the American people, if you honor us with your vote, this is what we're going to do. And let's start with securing that border. Let's start with getting this federal spending that is out of control, under control. Let's freeze federal spending. Let's freeze federal hiring. Let's freeze federal salaries and get it all under control. Well, that would be
0: nice, too. It would also be great if the FBI wasn't targeting you guys. And now we find out another agent, maybe two, are going to be leaving in disgrace, forced to resign under Christopher Ray. And uh, there'll be testimony about this, which is pretty important for you guys to win the Senate for Johnson and Grassley be able to continue this. Are you shocked at this Tim Tebow, we only got 90 seconds left, this Tim Tebow directly hands-on when it comes to suppressing the Hunter Biden story?
17: We know that the FBI has a political cabal inside of the FBI. A lot of great, hardworking people there, but there is a political group. Every single one of those individuals need to be investigated. We need to find out what they have done, what they know, what they've done with information, and then they all need to be dismissed from the FBI. They are carrying out a political agenda, and they are taking a paycheck. From the U.S. taxpayer. As they are doing that, it is inappropriate.
0: Uh, Senator Blackburn, thanks so much. Appreciate it.
17: You got it. Bye bye.
0: All right. So, listen, uh, I'm going to be doing a simulcast with Stuart Varney shortly. So, uh, just a quick announcement. I'm going to be at the Egg in Albany September 8th. So I want everybody to go to BrianKilmead.com. Got a few seats left. They're going rapidly. I want to see everybody in person. VIP, I can meet you before. It's going to be red, white, and blue, 1776, not 1619. BrianKilmead.com. When we come back, Varney and company, then I'll squeeze in some calls. Don't move.
2: It's Brian Kilmeade. Now, the Brian Kilmeade Show joins Fox Business's Varney & Company with Stuart Varney. Live on your radio and on Fox Business, here's Brian Kilmeade.
0: Hey, thanks so much for listening, everybody. In a matter of moments, we're going to go on with Ashley Webster filling in for Stuart Varney. He's in commercial right now. We'll do a simulcast. And then at the back end, I see all of your calls up there, one 408 I'll be able to take them and discuss that. Uh, we're going to be discussing everything from what Joe Rogan's telling us about Uh, who to vote for to West Point ordering the takedown of uh, Robert E. Lee's photo. So to me, you got tradition, you got history. They're going at it and they're going to our premier military academy in the country, which dates back to the uh, Revolutionary War. So let's listen.
4: Nearly 200 points, more of the same. All right, it is now 1051. That means it's time for Brian Kilmeade. Brian, got to start with this podcast star Joe Rogan has advice for voters who are outraged over those covid restrictions. He says, vote Republican. Listen to this. I'll get your comment.
12: I hope there's lessons learned in this. No one who is alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic. And I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican.
4: <laughs> well, they're, they're laughing. Vote Republican. I mean, could that move the needle in November, do you think, Brian?
0: Well, let's just think about this. Let's just get politics out of it and talk about what we experienced. Yeah. We watched President Trump reluctantly shut the country down for two weeks to stop the spread. And then he tried to open it up, and all these blue states wouldn't listen. Uh, they were ignoring him. The president was being reckless. He didn't care. And we watched Florida take the lead, and we watched other states uh, take the initiative, and Tennessee and others, and especially mm-hmm. Georgia, take the initiative. And they stood back up, and they got some criticism. I'd rather live there, where a group of people said, let me yeah. make my own decisions about my life, and let's uh, make sure seniors are taken care of people with underlying conditions. And the Democrats never wanted to let go, which worse is, Ashley, is the school's. Remember, the president would not ask and yeah. demand these schools open even after we wrote the checks because he was scared of the union. So if you have kids and you want a future, you want to be able to go out to eat, you want to be able to run a business, the, the, the stakes are pretty clear. Right. And case in point, look at Novak Djokovic. The president has not lifted one finger yes. to release the uh, people from the outside, the people who want to come visit, unvaccinated for coming here. COVID's over. We can deal with it. The uh, vaccine doesn't work against the variants anyway. He goes and takes it. He got it twice. His wife got it twice. Anthony Fauci got it back to back. Please stop helping me.
4: Right. Yeah. Well, he could have come up the southern border. They don't do anything down there. But I'm going to move on to another subject for you, Brian. There are calls for West Point to remove dedications of Robert E. Lee from its campus. I mean, come on. Outrageous. He was a soldier in the army.
0: Uh, he was a premier. He might be uh, one of our premier military minds who was offered the Union uh, command yeah. and turned it down. Sadly, he thought uh, George Washington, who was related to, said he would rather fight for Virginia. Obviously, it was a bad move. Uh, Lee never wanted a statue for himself, uh, but he fought brilliantly up to that moment. and was one of the outstanding recruits uh, that went to West Point and uh, graduates to ever go through there. You know, during that time, if you look at what Lincoln said, if you talked about what Grant talked about after they won the war, it was so important to bring us back together that, actually there was a big sense in America. If you if you pledge loyalty to this country, you're back. And to now all of a sudden, 150 years later, say, no, you're not, is something that should be approached with. Not with emotion, not with politics, but with the with a stable, clear mind. And I think for the longest time, our oldest, most prestigious military academies existed and thrived. And we're going to the core of what the academy made an academy. And I I just think that there's a a huge problem. And just as Donald Trump told us, when you take uh, Confederate statues down, is George Washington next? The answer is yes. Jefferson, Madison, Washington.
4: yeah, where do we stop? Uh, last one for you, Brian. Interesting, the Major League Baseball Players Association taking steps towards unionizing the minor league. Uh, they sent out authorization cards that basically allow players to vote for a possible election. A uh, Good idea or not?
0: Well, I do feel fair for these minor leaguers. They are truly like starving artists who want to make it in Hollywood. When you make it, you make it big. Yeah. But until you make it, you don't make it at all. It's been 100 years. We never cared about the minor leagues before. The, excuse me, Major League Baseball players union ever cared about. Before Now yeah. they do. The, uh, sadly, one of the ramifications will be less minor league teams. But I do think they have to find a way to make them give give these men a livable salary. They're living below the poverty line. They've yeah. got to work waitering at night en route to becoming professional players. I do believe there'll be more money that could be come across there. But oftentimes with unions, if their intent is great, the result is going to be less teams. Less affiliations because with the salaries gone up and the and the collective bargaining, oftentimes it goes no longer goes. The Pirates, for example, a less lucrative franchise. It no longer right. pays for me to do this. Marlins, hey, you know what? Goodbye Double A, goodbye Rookie Ball. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm just going to hold on to my Triple A yeah. franchise. So there'll be less jobs.
4: Yeah. I I absolutely agree. Brian, you can cover—I could ask you about Hungarian basket weavers, and you could give me two minutes of excellent feedback. Brian Gilmead, Uh, terrific as always, Brian. Thank you so much. Go get him, Ashley. Appreciate Uh, it. Still ahead. I'm serious. Uh,
0: Let's go to Ed and uh, listen on WABC. Hey, Ed. Hey. How you doing, Brian? Good. What's on your mind?
13: Uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, on the illegal aliens, I think Abbott's doing a good job and sending them to New York and sending them to Washington, D.C. However, I think he would be more effective if he starts sending them to Delaware. Right that would, that would be Tony next. There. Yeah, why not? That would get a lot more attention. Because that's where and, he spends uh, all his time. Yeah, that's uh, exactly. He's always there on vacation. Drop him off in front of his house. Hey, Ed, he's coachable.
0: Remember, uh, it was when Abbott <laughs> called him out and accused him of doing something he wasn't. He goes, okay, but I'll send some to you. And he did. Because he was only sending him to D.C. at the time. Uh, Thanks, Ed. Good suggestion. John, WABC. John.
14: Good morning, Mr.
15: Kilmeade. I I have a laundry list of lies the Democratic parties uh, have have told
0: us over the last four years. And I was actually wondering if you could tell me one truth they've told
1: over the last four years. I can't seem to come up with any.
0: Uh, Well, what's your list?
1: Uh, well, we can start with his taxes, then we can start with the Russian collusion, then we can go with the Ukraine impeachment, then we could go um, with... How about, uh, the, you know, how
0: about the inflation reduction uh, uh, bill, which it does anything but reduce inflation? He just jammed it down our throats and then told us, oh, by the way, it's a new green deal.
2: From the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest moments of the Brian Kilmeade Show. So glad you're here. 1-866-408-7669. This hour, we're going to be joined by uh, Trace Gallagher and Kathy Lee Gifford because uh, they can't be seen in the same uh, in the same studio. They've had a long rivalry together, and uh, and and I say, listen, if I book both of you separately, Trace, would you agree to come on? And the answer was yes, right?
1: The answer was yes, yeah, but then again, you know, me and um, what that one time when I when I beat uh, Frank Gifford in that running race, that was I, it was downhill. He for was me. seventy. He was, 70, right. he was 77. And you, and you, and you, are, and you I found out, a, are a great skier, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah water, water ski.
0: skier. To, are you water skier or, or, or real skiing?
1: Uh, well, real skiing. Actually, water skiing is real skiing to those oh, who is? water ski, right? Oh. But thank you for that. I was a, a, a young man. I was a, uh, a show skier. So, which means I performed in the shows like Cypress Gardens and SeaWorld. So, and you do
0: flips and things?
1: Flips and barefoot and all here. kinds of stuff. But that was uh, many years ago. So, <clears throat> yes. But that was real skiing back right. in our day. But and I also really ski, the, the snow version.
0: And part of the reason is uh, <laughs> Kathy Lee would not ski. So, you had nothing in common with her.
1: No. Frank couldn't run. Kathy Lee couldn't ski. It was, uh, it was really one of those bad dynamics, which right. is why she's not here.
0: Which makes sense. Now, all of a sudden, everything is coming in clear. Let's get to the big three.
1: Now with the stories you need to
2: know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three.
4: It takes exceptional circumstances to appoint a special master in a case like this. The fact that the district judge here is considering it shows, I think, that this court believes it might have been too loose or
13: lax in allowing the search warrant to go out.
0: Yeah, we might get a, a special master as early as Thursday, despite the fact that they already had a vetting team go through all the stuff that Donald Trump used to own or used to have. Mar-a-Lago raid, the rationalization gets weaker by the day. The FBI earns zero trust so far, and now their work is under a microscope, and nobody likes what they see.
7: Number
5: two.
6: How come migrants are allowed to come into this country unvaccinated, but world-class tennis players are not?
7: Are You're talking about which world-class tennis player? Novak
6: Djokovic.
7: So they're two different things.
0: She's terrible. Uh, Come one, come all to America. I mean, the southern border, illegally, of course. But it's just too risky to let the world's best tennis player come in. Novak Djokovic is what we're talking about. You're unvaxxed. We can't risk sickening America. It's the height of idiocy, and it defines the Biden logic.
5: Number one. He is just one of a cabal of FBI officers who have been playing these games since the very beginning of Donald Trump's entry into politics.
0: And Miranda Devine is all over the laptop from hell, which is now, we understood, in the FBI's hands and blocked Mm -hmm. intentionally. He is one of the cabal of FBI officers, many of them centered in Washington's field office, who have been playing these games since the very beginning of Donald Trump's entry into politics. I'm talking about Crossfire Hurricane, and now we're talking about the laptop. So let's bring in Trace. You've been covering this for the last few days and, of Mm. course, uh, for the last years, like all of us. But what about the fact that we now have a name, another name, Tim Tebow, escorted out a week ago or, or earlier, forced into retirement after 25 years who intentionally stopped yep. the investigation
1: and tried to seal it forever? Added to Kevin Kleinsmith, the lawyer who changed the document and the steel. Do- so the, the whole concept here, Brian, is, is the FBI is now losing credibility by the day. A- earned and really point, earned that loss. Yes, and, and here's the thing that Miranda Devine brought up a great point in the New York Post today, saying, you know, Mark Zuckerberg told Joe Rogan it was it's all over. Everybody knows about it. Mark Zuckerberg says, you know, the FBI came to us and they said, you know, you got to be careful about this. Russian disinformation. And Rogan asked him, did they talk about the Hunter Biden thing? And Mark Zuckerberg says, no, but it, it kind of fit the pattern. Miranda Devine pointed out today that the New York Post article, the New York Post article about Hunter Biden's laptop did not say a single word about Russian disinformation, and yet it was censored. So how in the world did Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook get from, we're looking for Russian disinformation, and all of a sudden the Hunter laptop um, story breaks and you censor it, there's no connection. How do you make the link? There is no link until the FBI makes the link. And remember, the FBI, uh, on this whole thing, they knew from day one when they got this laptop it was legit, which is why they never called Tony Bobolinsky to say, hey, are these emails really yours? And
0: that's why they harassed the computer repair person who brought it in. They were very abrupt and abusive to right? him, in my uh, opinion. And that's why he sent it out and said, listen, this is terrible. I mean, there's some huge questions with Zuckerberg's explanation. First off, when he came out and said, I have a third-party vetting team, okay, number one, fire them mm-hmm. because you didn't even pick up the phone to call the Biden camp right. to say, are these real? Or uh, Devin Archer, anybody on the other side of these team, one person, just say, listen, if you deny this,
1: that's fine. I'll put that in the story, but I'm writing the story. Yeah. Devin Archer, by the way, a former business partner of Hunter Biden, and you call Devin Archer and you say, listen, I just want to know, we've got this information here. Uh, would you like to comment on it? Is it legit? And he's like, what are you talking about? What information? What emails? They never called him. They never called Tony Bobolinsky. They never called any of these people who said, who came on national television and said, these are legitimate. Don't you think the FBI would pick up the phone? Five minutes later, after Tony Bobulinski on Tucker Carlson and say, hey, by the way, Tony, uh, are you to serious it. about this? Are are these things legit? Yeah, they're legit. That's why I went on Tucker.
0: By the way, they would be embarrassed initially that they didn't get Bobulinski out. Number one, knocked on his door and say, listen, I know you're a businessman of the Bidens. We have to look into this. Right. And, and one thing I'll just say it. I'm not picking on a guy that clearly had a sexual addiction and a crack addiction. He has issues. Nothing to do with that. It's how is it what his dad did, who was a future president, and how he might be compromised because of international deals. Other nations said we have to deal with them foreign relations. So Tim Tebowl's an FBI assistant special agent in charge. He was forced out after he was accused of political bias in his handling of the probes involving President Biden's son. Now we understand that he did something specifically. He ordered the investigation closed without providing a valid reason and tried to mark it in a way mm-hmm. that the case could not be reopened in the future. It blew up when the Post got it, when rui Giuliani cycled it through, and then what happened after, I would have to say if I wrote a novel about it, I would go, yeah, it's not going to happen like that. Not in such a diffuse social media world with Fox and CNN and Facebook and Instagram and and it turns out... They went to every major social media outlet right. and they shut it down. Right. And if you use, and if you, you uh, forwarded the New York Post story, you were suspended. Kaylee Mackinaty was suspended as press secretary. It,
1: they they pulled it off. They pulled your account, and that's the whole thing. Is they pulled the New York Post account for two plus weeks. They shut it down. They had zero evidence to back it up. You would think if you suspended somebody's account like the New York Post, which is read by millions of people, that you would would have some kind of evidence you would give the papers you would give these people like Kaylee McEnany due process if you're going to if you're going to suspend them fine and Mark Zuckerberg says, we you know we got this this vetting team we do this do you really because your vetting team could have made two phone calls Three phone calls and and legitimized all of this. Instead, nobody, nobody was called. You didn't do anything to vet any of this. You were waiting for marching orders from the government, and the government wasn't about to come back out. And why didn't the FBI on day one, why didn't the FBI, if there was no conflict in this, call Zuckerberg on day one and say, listen, this Hunter Biden laptop thing, we don't know if it's Russian disinformation or not. So
0: so how about this? Uh, So, Trace, let's say – uh, you're in the FBI or, or NYPD, and after work you talk around. and You go, "Yeah, I hate Trump." And you, I, I go, "I love Trump." All right, I like the Mets. You like the Yankees? All right, fine. You right. like the A's? You like the, you like the Dodgers? All right, right, okay. Well, how does it affect your job? Don't do your job that way. I mean, didn't you think you go through the academy, you go through all this training, you watch people mess up, you study the, to be in the FBI, the background checks you got to go through, right. and you just say, "Well, you know, if you know, I met Trace, and you know, he doesn't, he likes the Angels." Right. You know, he you know, he was pulling from McGovern in 72, whatever it is. That's a side note. Don't don't let it affect my job. And that's exactly what happened. And if you told me this five years ago, I go maybe one or two. But now you have you ran through him and uh, Strzok and page and McCabe and Kleinsmith and
1: and Comey and, And why is it that every mistake the FBI makes every time they kind of – why does it only affect one side of the political ideology? Can't you make a mistake that benefits somebody on the the right side of the aisle for one time? You cannot just say every single mistake, oops, oops, oh, sorry, oh, yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, shoot. Uh, Again, it's all based on one Hatred, one side hatred, and it's the conservatives.
0: So, Republican Center has also publicly scrutinized T. Bolt's alleged anti-Trump social media activity, mm-hmm. uh, including a retweet of Lincoln Project's message. They called Donald Trump a psychologically broken, embittered, and deeply unhappy man. You know, the Lincoln Project, full of pedophiles, right? Uh, and and corrupt players on the Republican side who should be disgraced now, but some are back as commentators. He also allegedly tweeted that he wanted to give Kentucky to the Russian Federation. I yeah. assume it's because it was Senator Rand Paul and Mitch right. McConnell there. Ray admitted under grilling from the GOP senators early this month that the allegations were deeply yeah. troubling. Why does why does the Senate have to tell the FBI director about corruption in his bureau.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And I'm wondering, is T-Ball, does he, is he start on MSNBC tonight or do we not know when he starts working First thing there? I thought
0: of last
12: night.
1: Yeah. Because he, he, as we watch Peter Struck on every hour. That's exactly right. Analyzing this. You think, are you kidding me? I mean, it's what time do we have to watch MSNBC tonight to get this person on there? Because you think this is crazy right. when, when somebody who needs to be in jail is is now you know looking to get his own show
0: so mark i want you to break down i want you everybody to hear if in case you haven't yet mark zuckerberg just talking to joe rogan about this to me it was like i hope he asks i hope he asks because he wants to get this out right. ahead of what's about to come out because he's smart enough to know this is hitting the fan cut right. five
11: basically the background here is the mm-hmm. fbi i think basically came to us some some folks on our team and it was like hey um just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was the we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election, we have it on notice that basically, there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant.
0: I think, so be vigilant. Number one. Oh, really? You're telling Mark Zuckerberg about the 2016 election with the Russian? That he was probably, like, oh, well, let me jot that down. Get me a pen. Right. Uh, number two is we also know that Zuckerberg poured in the Zuckerbucks into the get out the vote campaign, into districts in which Joe Biden won that were purple districts that he had to win in order to get the key states. And they worked in almost every one except Texas. So that's important.
1: Yeah. But but he goes on to say in that thing, if you played the soundbite, are you going to play Yeah, we'll more? play. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
11: Go ahead. Five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false. Um, The distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it.
0: Miranda Devine tells me this is how 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 disingenuous that statement is. They were the first. They were the first. So when they decreased it, made it almost impossible Twitter goes, goodbye, 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 and everyone just lined up. they They own Instagram, so that's no problem, and everybody else fell in line, and then 51 intelligence agents lined up and said, Russian disinformation, don't fall for it again.
1: It was not limited. It was locked out that's the whole thing it was locked out on facebook it was locked out on twitter and it was for weeks and no oh, the seven day period you don't need seven days the fbi you could have made a call on day one you could have made a simple call on day one if you were really interested in finding the truth and not in playing politics you could have made a call to the fbi and say hey you know that warning you gave us you think this falls under that there's this hunter biden thing does this fall under that no it doesn't say anything about russian information there's no russians on it no russian they, they, they get laptop in this in in this uh, computer shop, is it Russian? How in the world are we talking about Russian information? Nobody. Nobody said it. The FBI knew it, and they didn't say a
11: word. You could still share it. You could still consume it.
12: Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story?
11: I, I, no. I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but mm-hmm. it, was, it basically fit the pattern.
1: What pattern? What pattern? What pattern did it fit? There was said nothing the one, in there about Russian disinformation. Well, well Tracy, so the pattern
0: that was described to him. OK, fine. So Grassley said, I need to know the agents that talked to Facebook, mm-hmm. whether it was you or your vice presidents, and we need to know what exactly they said. So this is why, in my view, the Senate will get answers if they go, if the Republicans get a majority.
1: But I don't understand what pattern he's talking about. He, uh, was there a pattern of FBI of, of Russian agents coming in and dropping laptops for months on end in some in some guy's right. shop? What pattern specifically well, are they talking about? Well, were they
0: talking four years ago when the Russians set up phony accounts to set off uh, Republicans or Democrats in certain areas? Which they, you know, when people say, well, the Russians affected
1: the 2016 election, that is also not a good, not an accurate statement. This was a well-researched and well-fact-checked story by one of the major publications in this country, the New York Post, which has been doing this for 100 years, and they checked and they double-checked and they crossed every one of their T's and dotted their I's. They knew exactly what they had, and nobody— took five minutes on the other side of this thing to say, I wonder if the New York Post has it correct. And lastly, they shut it down.
0: So then he followed up and said, hey, in in retrospect, you know the Washington Post and New York Times said it was correct, right? That his laptop is real, correct, right? So how do you feel about that? Cut six.
12: Is there regret for not having it evenly distributed and for throttling the distribution of that story?
11: What do you mean evenly distributed?
12: I mean evenly in that it's not suppressed. It's not. Yeah, yeah.
11: Yeah, I mean it's it sucks. Is that enough? Yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Well, that sucks.
0: Well, yeah, I got to surf and uh, and I got to do mixed martial arts now.
11: Yeah, I mean I got to change
0: my T-shirt.
1: The the, the the migrants coming across the boat, they are not walking across. Oh, they are. Oh, that sucks. Right. That just—are they really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Right. That's... We're, we're going to play that when we get
0: back. Uh, Trace Gallagher, <laughs> a few more minutes, and then I'm going to get you out in time so you don't have to see Kathy. Because
1: this sucks.
2: Right. I got to get out of. Back here. in a moment miss a show have to tune out early no problem download the podcast at BrianKillmeadShow.com. every episode exclusive interviews on demand you're with brian Kilmead. the more you listen the more you'll know it's brian Kilmead.
0: So you were talking, Trace, uh, about the, the the idiocy of Novak Djokovic not being able to play in New York. At the same time, the press secretary, honestly, I'm not sure, honestly saying no one can just walk into this country when we're doing between two and four million since she took since her administration came in. What do you do you think she's lying? Or you think she's not lying and clueless?
1: No, she's lying. She knows it. I mean, she knows the videotape is there. I mean, unless they absolutely are not watching it and and they have forbidden them to watch any other channel except for CNN, MSNBC and read the New York Times. Then she's lying. Nobody is that uninformed. We do this every single day. We've she been does read those. Day. notes.
0: She had to read those notes.
1: Well, I know. But that's the whole thing is, is that, you know, that, that this is the pattern. This is the whole thing where Joe Biden say the border is not open. The Border Patrol chief will tell you in public the border is not open. And in private, he'll say this is a crisis. The border is open. We need to handle this. But that's the whole thing is if you say it enough. That a lot of people or some people will believe you, and that's the hope they have, is to turn the, to turn the election, is that enough people will believe you, that that's all that really matters.
0: Well, I guess, I guess so. I do feel as though the only way they'll get a message at the White House is if there's a massive red wave. Yeah. And then, and then people cite that part of the reason, and better Rourke gets blown out in Texas, right. and all these Hispanics continue to come over to Republicans, like the stats say. That'll be the key when they realize this next generation of illegal immigrants
1: doesn't want to vote for them. Right. But, but you and I just talked about this in, in Los Angeles and in New York. These are both very deep blue cities and they're not getting a conservative message. So the Biden administration can keep saying that they're not walking across the border because the people they're talking to, their voters uh, are not watching us. They're not watching. CNN doesn't show the border crisis, nor does MSNBC. They see it only on Fox, but they're not watching Fox. And so the administration is convinced if they keep lying, lying, lying to them, then enough will believe them to, to change you the You on TV tomorrow? Uh, I'm on tomorrow.
2: If you're interested in it, Brian's talking about it. You're with Brian Kilmeade.
0: Hey, we are back, everyone. one uh, 866 Kathy Lee wants to talk to anybody or everybody. Uh, yes, Kathy Lee Gifford <laughs> is here, host of, the Jesus, uh, off, host of The Jesus I Know on Fox Nation. When is it? Today? I don't know. Available? I think
16: it's it's been around now for about f- four months or so. Is it still? Oh, that's streaming? the one you came in last yes, time. Yes, yes. But I also for know
0: you have a, new movie. Uh, I have a your brand new movie. Your co-author of a brand new book called "The God of the Way." You were just on uh, Fox and Friends. Yes. This and one. should we just be honest and just say I think uh, right afterwards you kind of yelled at me and said I guess we can't get on your radio show. Yes. And little did I know, and I said, "Wow, well, I did I did not know." And maybe sometimes people in television say that, but they know. I actually didn't know. And then Allison didn't know, and Eric didn't know, but Eric doesn't really talk to me. And, <laughs> and it turns out this is the first time we're hearing that you wanted to come on, so immediately we booked. We canceled everybody.
16: Oh, well, rightfully so. Right. You know, after all, we've met to one another through right. the years. Right, No, you know, I always love to be with you. That's what I was no, – so we were trying to maximize as many opportunities as we can without having gone you know, all around. Because you don't this. like coming to New York anymore. I don't. I don't. Uh, I mean, I have friends here, so I come because they're wonderful people still in New York City. Right. But the city is not the same. I've been here forty. I've lived here forty years. I thought I'd stay a year, and it's, it's just it's not going in the right direction. Uh, um, uh, there's just uh, the problems are are bigger. The homelessness is worse. The addictions are worse. Uh, the I don't. We have to try something that's going to work. Right. You know, I mean, I don't tell people how to vote. It's not in my business how a person votes. But can we try, stop, just throw money at stuff with no solutions?
0: Yeah, I it would think so. does work. So, you know, it's interesting from your perspective because you know the city so well and yet you left. So when you come back, you have a fresh look at where you left it and when it comes back – how long ago since you went been here, and now that you're back, what did you notice?
16: You know what I noticed before I left, and I still have my home in Connecticut, and uh, but I don't live there anymore. It's not my residence. I I, I live in Tennessee, and um, I was I'd written a movie for my friend Craig Ferguson, brilliant, brilliant actor, comedian, and uh, we were going to be shooting it in the Highlands, and I wrote co-wrote all the music with a brilliant writer down in Nashville named Brett James. And so for a month, no, for a year, every month, I was coming down to work in Nashville on weekends, go back to the Today Show. On the weekends, I'd go uh, and work on the music, writing it, producing it, doing the videos, uh, all of that, recording it. And every time I'd get on the plane to come home, Brian, I'd go, why? I don't want to leave. Why am I so happy here? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a combination of the creativity. The, the, the creativity is off the charts in, in the Nashville area. More so than L.A. or New York, for me, has ever been. I don't know what it is. And that the people there are um, they let you be who you are. Mm-hmm. It's the way America used to be when you could talk, disagree about something, but talk it over, you know? I went through two elections down there and not once did I, I like have a fight over anything. People would say, after you vote... Let's get together, have a drink, and write a song. Right. You know? But, but they let you vote the way you want to vote. They let you – they'll talk about it and stuff, but they don't get in your face and cancel you and all – when did that happen?
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think the canceling thing, I think it's boomerang. It I had think people, to. I think people are going, enough. You know, no, this I, is
16: stupid. Because
0: the people that started it are starting to get canceled.
16: Yeah, how do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all make mistakes, for goodness sakes. We're human. Right. And I don't want to live in a world where everybody's the same. I dropped out of the college I was going to because they are trying to cookie-cutter Christianity. God went to a lot of trouble to make us all different and unique with different skills and gifts. You know, then we try to make—I don't know why we try to control everybody and everything. We're not God. Hello, earth to us.
0: Well, I mean, now we're we're trying to pick genders now. Uh, And when you push back and say, I don't want my second grader learning about that, then it's the don't say gay situation. Wait, What are you talking about? You had a governor says, I just don't want second graders and first graders coming home going, I don't have to be a boy or a girl. We never discussed that until seventh and eighth grade, and never that way, by the way.
16: You know, I just want children to have a childhood. Yeah. Most people who have trouble as adults, and I've been a student of observing humanity for a long time now, the people, if what you don't get as a child, you spend the rest of your life looking for. And when you are hurt, you know, you when you haven't had a... It, why do we have to have research to find out that a, that a home where children grow up in with parents who love them uh, and care for them, a two parent home or six parent home? I don't know. I'm just saying family and people that you can go to and feel a safe place, you know, and grow up. That you don't need research to tell you you're going to have less addiction. Right. You're going to have less problems. You're going to have less um, uh, all everything. You're going to have more. Um, Shalom in your life is the only word I can come up with. It's, it's, it's a, a Hebrew word. People think it means peace, but it's, it means all the attributes of God. And, re, and actually, it's, it's God's faithfulness, his, his justice, his righteousness. Uh, those things used to matter in our culture. They used to matter to people. I was taught right from wrong. Right. I, I was taught to be kind. Don't be cruel. Nobody had to say, uh, you know. Be, be, people stood up to bullies back then. They didn't let the bullies decide. Now how. they get.
0: Now the bullies get sued.
16: Now the now the bullies <laughs> now the bullies are you know get out get with no bail paid right. you know and 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 and. I couldn't believe it. I was sitting in Tennessee, and I watched on the news this man who had just just protected himself, defended himself in the bodega, was hauled to jail. And the and the, and the yeah.
0: He was forced into the corner. If there yes. was no tape, you'd still be in jail. Exactly. And the tape showed you had no choice. He even tried to get past him, and then he picked up the uh, picked up a knife and plunged it into the guy. He killed him. Yeah. Didn't want to do that, but he went to Rikers.
16: I know. And the girlfriend, knifed him like that. Star- yeah. But she started the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So th- this is a bodega. You probably know these neighborhoods. Oh, of I mean, course I do. You were up the, the Upper East Side for years in ABC.
16: But I just—it's just no no common sense anymore. You know, the man is obviously defending himself. Right. And I'm sorry if this this person who came in had a tough childhood or something, but that's not that man's fault.
0: And if you want to see crime out of control, I thought about this today. This guy Brian Robertson from Alabama. Uh huh. So this guy's a stud. You know, he's about 220, solid muscle, comes out, nice car in Washington, D.C., and two guys try to carjack him. Uh And then he fights back and he gets shot twice. He's in jail fighting first for his life and now for his career. By trying to hold onto his car, a black guy gets attacked by two black guys. And this guy is a mountain of a man with a nice car. She so just goes to show you everybody could be a victim at any moment. And,
16: and, and it's not and racism. All, that. All, the, all the people involved were, are the same color. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm so sick. But s- they, they don't like describing who the assailant.
0: Two yeah. white guys walked up and assailed an Hispanic woman. You can't say that if it's two black guys assaulted a white guy. Then all of a sudden, well, we don't want to clue that. Well, how do you expect
16: to find the guys? That's I mean I what I do love about you although I usually don't agree with you at all on anything. <laughs> no that's not true at all. How I mean, love that you her? you ask questions. You can't you say wait a minute. Can we talk this through? Yeah, can we see that this is not just an let's it's an isolated incident? Okay, but let's talk. Let's talk through the ramifications of things long term. You always ask those kinds of questions, and I so respect that. I used to say that to Hoda. Hoda, you gotta think things through, and we'd have a laugh about it. But people don't anymore. They jump to a conclusion, no facts. They they what tar and feather you like they used to, and and crucify you, and and no nobody gets a chance to defend themselves anymore. And even in a court of law, things get stacked against you. And I think this is why that there's so much hopelessness in the world. Now, that's why I'm writing these movies and writing these books, because people, have, they've lost so much faith in all of our, all, all of our institutions. You know, somebody has been gone rogue, done horrendous things, or, or used you know, their power to abuse. And, and it, it happens more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And, and people start to say, wait a minute. Wait a minute! This is not the America I grew up in. This is not the America my father's father died in World War II. My father served in World War II. His brother died uh, uh, on D-Day. Uh, you know, and, he, and his other brother was wounded. You know, we, uh, these people fought for our freedoms, right? And I and we don't taken for granted. We, we totally to, taken for granted. So
0: when I grew up, people say we used to, the big story I remember in social studies when, I, and I never traveled. I went went to Montauk a few times. That was my travel as a child. So I remember them saying, well, when you travel, you'll find a lot of people don't like Americans. And the one thing was about because we think we're great. We walk around and those loud Americans, we thought we, you know, we think we're the culture of every. We think we walk on water. Um,
16: Well, that was Jesus. Right. I know. I'm pretty (laughs) sure
0: we don't have video, but I'm going to go by your word on that. So. So that was the one thing we heard about those ugly Americans when you go overseas, don't talk loud, don't demand people to speak English, you know, just because you think you're in the best place, you don't have to tell everybody now all of a sudden things reverse. We were a own worst critic. The rest of the world is trying to pick up our self-esteem going, really? Because the world would not be uh, okay without you. If you guys don't start asserting yourself, we're going to be stuck with China and Russia as world leaders. I don't think anybody's happy about that.
16: Well, I, I try not to talk politics because, you know, you immediately lose half of your audience right away. I try to t- keep it on the fact that God loves you, whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever you've done. Mm-hmm. It's important. But at the same time, um, we've lost respect for one another and our each other's uh, opinions and and um, i, I- I just want to get back to just common decency between people. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I started voting independently when I was when I first could at the age of 18. You know, I, I call it the Loonyverse because right. there's l- l- people Luniverse on the left, Luniverse on the right. Somewhere, it, it, the way things were, and I'm not a pie in the sky girl in rose colored glasses. There was a time when people could sit across a table from one another, have a laugh, share a drink, something. And discuss things with decency and, and k- kindness with one another. And, may, have... and, and argue, yeah, you could raise a decibel level. But, you right. know, now they shoot you in a park when you're practicing for, fo- for a baseball game or something. It's, it's ridiculous. In the
0: God of the Way, on a separate note, you, you team up with a rabbi. Yes. And you explore What?
16: well my my friend rabbi jason sobel and i wrote a a big selling book about about 5 years ago nobody was more surprised than i was and the rabbi that was called the rock the road and the rabbi and it was about my rabbinic studies in israel and how they've changed my life transformed me you know it um i grew up uh, in western christianity basically even though my father's father was jewish right. he was a russian jew um uh but i became a, a believer in jesus when i was 12 years old and as a as a young a girl who had jewish blood of course because of my father and my grandfather um uh i i wasn't confused a lot of people say well wait a minute you're you have jewish blood in you yes uh, a lot of people do, <laughs> you know. You go. It's easy to find out if you do. I have a lot of Jewish blood, and I had a lot of J- Jewish traditions also. And when my mother and father would go to Baltimore and buy the the bread, and you know, we didn't we didn't keep we didn't go to temple, but we we weren't really Bible believing Christians either. We had a great reverence for God in our family, although we found out years later that my daddy, as an eight year old little boy, had asked Jesus into his heart at a black church during vacation bible uh, school and but my daddy also as like a 12 year old kid was stoned when he was walking around Annapolis Maryland people threw rocks at him and called him a Christ killer so it's it's a confusing way to grow up you know
0: i would say so yeah
16: so um so i am jewish i'm jewish uh, by nationality not nationality by a blood in some ways and i'm also my on my mother's side i'm you know Whatever we were, it doesn't matter. The point is what do you believe right, and I believe that that Jesus, I know he was a Jew, we all know he was Jewish, he was a rabbi, so he was a good jew he was He was a teacher, he kept all the Jewish law, the Torah, everything, and but he brought a brand- new message to the world that is yes, I will fulfil the law, but 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 God loves mercy. God loves forgiveness. Right. God loves uh, justice, yes, but all these things have to go with it. So that's what I'm doing now. And people go, well, wait a minute. What about being a Jew? I said, all of the believers in, in Christianity, which be- wasn't even called Christianity until much later, it was called The Way. Right. That's why my movie's called The Way. I did not know Followers that. Followers of Jesus were called The Way, and they were all Jewish.
0: That's why Ainsley should have done this interview. Ainsley knows so much more about the Bible (laughs) than I do, but you've, you've teached me everything with every word. Uh, the God of the way is the name of the new book. Uh, so go out and get it. Kathy Lee's going to stick around for a few more minutes when we come back. And of course you could always still download her show on Fox nation. This is Kathy Lee Gifford is here with me. So don't move.
2: Learning something new every day on the Brian Kilmeade show. Radio that makes you think. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show.
0: Kathy Lee Gibbard has agreed, despite everybody telling her not to, it's bad for your career to stay for one more segment. Uh, she is the host of Jesus I Know on Fox Nation right now, but her new book is out. It's called The Bible. Uh, it's called The God of the Way.
16: Mm-hmm. So just and a quick- film called The Way. That's the most important thing. The okay. Way, the movie.
0: I think the most important thing is you're here with me, but that's well, my that's my that. self-centered. Yes. Yes. Uh, just real quick about you: Do you miss being on with Hoda every day? Do sometimes things pop up in the news? You're such good friends. Do you say, "I wish I was on today"?
16: I don't miss coming into the city and doing the show anymore at all. No, it was. But what time. about actually? The but I miss Hoda. And I what about re- the three cameras on. No, but honey, I don't. Unless they're my cameras and I'm directing a movie. Now that's that's exciting. I did it for so many years, and I'm so grateful for it. Most people say to me all the time, how could you have left your dream job with Regis at the height of the success? Then you left your dream job with Hoda at the height of your success. I said, you're assuming that that's my dream job. It Uh. never was. There were no talk show hosts when I was growing up. I wanted to be Hayley Mills and be in, in Walt Disney movies. You, know? you
0: you mentioned you got better friends with you, Regis after twenty years. After so,
1: like yes, no, we I were just...
16: very close friends. The fifteen we worked together, never had an argument, never had an unkind word between us. But once I left the show, we became deeper friends. We did. We just i don't know for whatever reason, I think that's the aging process is some of it loss we would grieve together, you know he different people in our lives would pass and or we'd just have dinner, we used to get together in Greenwich all the time uh to have dinner and uh and i, I just i I just gird myself because I knew it once we walk in. Everything, Rich Regis could not stand to not be noticed. He lived to, to be there for the really? people. My people need me, he used to say. So we'd walk into these great restaurants, and I think we're going to have a nice, quiet dinner, just the four of us. And they go, that's right. Look, look. Hello, Regis is here. Regis is here. Look. And look who can't live without me. Come on in. Come in. The woman won't leave me alone. I'm just, and I go, here we go.
0: <laughs> so. and, and because he because he felt like he was performing or is he That's, always is he always worried things are gonna go away, that he's gonna walk down and people are not gonna know who he is?
16: Well Honestly, it's interesting you should bring that up. Uh, his mother was a little Italian lady, and he, she, he, he used to always quote her. She'd go, listen, Mr. Smarty Pants, the poor house is just around the corner. It's a terrible accent, but he would do her great. He His his mother and father were depression. It was depression time.
0: And they did lose everything. So many a lot people, of people lost everything. Did,
16: a lot of people are losing everything now. Talk about depression. You know, we're, we're, I, who knows what's going to happen next? It's not going the right way, right? Anyway, um, so we would get together, and um, what was your question? (laughs)
0: Uh, My my question was, he when he stood up and he got attention for himself, was it because he was just having fun performing? Yes,
16: he he never dreamed he could become that guy that people loved. Did he understand he was? Yeah, but was always it was always he was always the guy who was the biggest fan in the room. He got to he could. He'd know Joe DiMaggio, by. he'd know everybody. But he he was always the guy. You Frank remind Gifford. me a lot of him. You're like, you're thinking, I'm sitting here with Frank Gifford. I Regis Philbin from the Bronx. Giant fan. Giant fan. He lived this huge, huge life, but he never forgot who he was. All right.
0: And as usual, you know your business. We have 10 seconds left, and you know how to stop.
16: I just want you to know, Brian, that regardless of all the evil things you've done, God loves you and has a purpose for your life. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. A real story.
1: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a
16: day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the
5: quiz at thequiz.fox.
2: Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.